You're listening to Around Comics, episode 283, for August of 2011, the Road Trip episode. Well, I found out a long ago, it's a long way Uh, and, and a few 
to buy your buy your books through mail order, you probably do it through DCBS. And well, their home store is in Fort Wayne, and so we uh, were able to swing by and uh, and see uh, see some of the fine folks there, Ben Teed and yes, and uh, and Zach and uh, and that crew, and uh, did some. I, I was excited. I've been to the store before. You had never been. I to had DCBS. I had never been to the store. It was like the Indiana Jones warehouse of comic books. <laughs> it was amazing. It's just. Rows and stacks and shelves and shelves and shelves. Comics everywhere. Yeah. Not um, uh, not tons of uh, of long boxes with uh, old back issues or any of the uh, you know silver golden age stuff. No, no, no. Is, there wasn't yeah. really many single issues except for what they had yep. kind of in the very very front. So it's mostly just trades and trades and boxes and tons and I'm, tons of. I'm covers. pretty sure the arc is back there somewhere. It's <laughs> goes uh, it's great if if it's in print and a comic book. It's at DCBS, and uh, it's it's really a, a fun store to, to go in and you know, automatic discounts on everything, and it's like what at least like thirty percent off. So yeah. we were able to uh, do some nice cherry picking and, and scored some scored some nice stuff. But we saw the uh, the Jaime Jaime Hernandez book, and I passed on it one more time, and we'll try and we'll try and pick it up. You pass on it a second time? I would have picked it up. Yeah, I, I would have been like, ah, uh, you did I buy it. But I have an excuse. I'm new and I haven't read Love and Rockets yet. <laughs> well, we did both uh, get the... Uh, I got the, the Kniff book. The Milk Kniff book, which is which is awesome. And uh, it's got some other nice uh, nice stuff. I'm kind of going to the older stuff. Uh, get some uh, of the Prince Valiant strips that uh, Fanagraphics put out. But uh, no, some, some nice stuff. We got the... Uh, what is the iFanboy book of the month? The uh, Pet- Petrograd. Petrograd, which, which looks really cool. Yeah, who doesn't love Rasputin and the whole plot to try and kill him, which obviously did not go very well, considering he was, like, poisoned, shot, and supposedly castrated all in the same dinner party. Um, That's a rough night. (laughs) And then dumped in the river or something. Um, So that should be be cool. I'm looking forward to that one. Hey there, folks. I uh, just want to let you know that this uh, road trip, like any other road trip, had a couple bumps along the way. We had some interference crop in with our hand recorder on a couple occasions. So uh, it does not last the entire episode. It only lasts for uh, a minute or two. So feel free to fast forward or just soldier through. I uh, just want to uh, let you know about that. And thanks for listening. Well, we were talking on, on the way down. Uh, just kind of chit-chatting about you know, comics and fandom and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you are a, a relatively new comic book fan, mm-hmm. uh, about three-ish years or yeah. so. Uh, but you have you have thrown yourself into the deep end. I have. I go balls to the wall. I don't. <laughs> I, I don't do anything halfway. Um, no, I. I and started with the uh, zombie book. Started with the Walking Dead. Walking. Um, this is. Boys, listen, this is the key to how to get a girl into reading comic books. Give her a zombie book. <laughs> Give her a zombie book. Uh, no, I I totally, I zombie movies were my thing. I loved zombie movies. Uh, so when, I also was weird because I was like, you know what? I was watching Heroes and I'm like, I kind of love superheroes. Maybe I should be reading comic books because I've kind of always been on the periphery and kind of looking in and being like, that would be kind of cool. Because we didn't, I didn't grow up with comic books really in my house. Um, and so I was asking someone that I knew who had read, I'm like, well, I'm thinking about getting in, what can you suggest? And he did not suggest blankets at all. <laughs> no, blankets, fables, what the man. He yeah. did mention a couple of them. There were some uh, of the standard. Yeah, he, uh, he said The Walking Dead. He's like, I really think you should try out The Walking Dead because you like the zombies. So I tried that, and then um, I tried Powers um, in Trade, and also Why the Last Man in Fables, but... Uh, between, I mean, I adored The Walking Dead, but I thought, all right, well, it's zombies, and maybe I just like it zombies. And then I read Powers, and by the end of that first trade, I was like, that's it. I'm in. I'm in. Give me lots of comics. My wife is not uh, a big comic book fan, doesn't read many comics, but the few that, that she has, it's, it's kind of funny. It's not the, the stereotypical you know, blankets, fables, and she really liked Preacher. Preacher is so good. And it constantly cracks me up that 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 seems to be a very popular book with the girls and it's just, it has 
because of Jesse. Is that, is that it? Uh, it's it's, the, it's the tulip a, Jesse love story. It's a, it's a tulip. Yeah, and it's badass. Jesse is awesome. Cast is great. Tulip is. It's a pretty brutal book. Fucking amazing. It is brutal, <laughs> but whatever. It's so good, though. You know, with you being a, a relatively new fan, there's so many good comics that that are coming out now that I I wanna I wanna read. You know, so many good graphic novels, but I really have tried to kind of go backwards and um, either reread or or try and find things that. We'll be back after a quick break. Do you ever wish you could sit in on a conversation with some of your favorite authors and listen to them talk about their writing process, their path to publication, and of course, their newest novels? Hi, I'm Marissa Meyer, best-selling author of The Lunar Chronicles, and I would love for you to check out the Happy Writer podcast, where every week I talk with other writers about books, craft, inspiration, and how to bring a little more joy into our lives. The Happy Writer is available wherever you get your podcasts or find us on Instagram at Happy Writer Podcast. Um, that historically I know are great comics and it's hard to find the time to do that even though there's yeah. so many of them that, that are available now. It's like, you know, for me, I'm, I'm kind of a product of the 80s so you know I don't really need to go back and read like Secret Wars or, you know, the... Uh, the Dark Knight, Watchmen. Yeah, I was I was there for those, and I've I've reread a lot read of that, that stuff. Dark Knight book. I hear that's that's pretty good. Have you yeah. not read it yet? I hear that Frank Miller is yeah, a Frank is Miller. A, is a kind of a good guy. He's um, he's going places. He knows what he's doing. Um, so I, I've I've kind of like gone back even farther and got into a big EC kick and and reading oh, a lot cool. of fifties comics. Just you know, almost more for the art than anything. Uh, but uh, you know, I find myself trying to do that, but it's hard to do that and keep up with what's going on yeah well are you I mean comics is hard (laughs) (laughs) it's uh it's it's funny because I've I've been going back and I there is there's a there's a lot I need to catch up on and there's there's a lot that I want to I want to read so I I kind of have figured out a way to do it and write articles about it but um it's still it's still hard to find the time because I do have a bit of a social life and um and there's and this, curling and curling is coming up, which is totally going to screw things up. Uh, and and my roommate works at a bookstore, like a regular bookstore with words. Um, it's actually called Word, which I think is the best name possible for a bookstore. For a bookstore. <laughs> Word. She gets to, that's how she gets to answer the phone. Word. Uh, that's how I would answer it every nice. time. But um, so yeah, it is it is hard. But I I went back and I read some stuff from the eighties, and it's stuff that people reading comics as kids um, growing up in the 80s have been like oh this is some of the best stuff ever and and, and it is like I, I was reading the Simonson Thor and uh, some Claremont Paul Smith X-Men and I'm kind of like alright I found my comics I want to go back and read this forever and ever and ever and I don't not that I don't want to read ongoing comics there's, there's a lot of ongoing stuff that I love um, you can stop around the uh, trial of Magneto on the X-Men Okay. Well, I, that's something I, I, I get made fun of on eleven o'clock. That's when the X Men stopped for me. It's like, is that what, I, what happened? Like, did, is that when yeah, X, when Magneto I, became a good guy again? Yeah, I kind of feel time. like that's the end of like volume one. It's like that's what. Uh, the Simonson Thor, which you are—he's your boyfriend, so you're obviously well, a, big, a big Thor fan. Yeah, it's it's funny. I get, Thor: The Mighty Avenger is really my boyfriend Thor because it's it's very much an adorable I version mean, of Thor. It's an adorable version of Thor. He takes Jane out on a date with Tooth Nasher and Tooth. <laughs> the the yeah the two the goats. goats. Tooth Nasher and Tooth something are. Um, yeah, like they're on a chariot. They just go to like a whole bunch of different places, and he only can have the chariot for three trips. And he takes Jane on all of those trips, and they get to meet Namor, which is kind of dicey. You really don't want to introduce your new girlfriend to Namor. Um, 
and they take him out for a night in uh, in England, and they get to a bar brawl with uh, Captain Britain. But then at the end, they're all hugging and best friends because that's that's what that's happens what they do drink. in in England, especially. Yes. It's it's not unlike curling. Yes, less granite stones, more granite. Hammers. More granite. Uh, but yeah, no, no, the Simonson Thor is just cosmic and epic and huge. Well, I was, he's I, not so much my boyfriend Thor, but he's, I mean, he's awesome. And then there's fucking Beta Ray Bill. Yes. And you can't blame Sif for wanting to, to jump all over Beta Ray. Like, he's got a horse thing. Bill's, yeah, but Bill's kind of awesome. <laughs> well, and you got to get over the alien thing. But. We had, uh, kind of uh, going back to the DCBS trip, I was able to pick up my pick up my DC, DCBS shipment <laughs> in, instead of uh, instead of having them send it to me, which was which was kind of nice. And I was really excited because I had the uh, Walt Simonson Thor Artist Edition from IDW, and we got to crack that open. And uh, and Allie immediately got on her phone and went to Amazon and ordered one because they were out of stock. Yeah, and I I normally don't. I try. I have a really fantastic local comic shop. I am very, very blessed to live close to uh, fabulous Bergen Street Comics in uh, Park Slope in Brooklyn, and they're a fantastic shop and so I I, and since I'm a regular there I get you know a decent discount so I try more often than not to buy from them but I was I I needed to have it it's awesome I made grabby hands and I needed it Uh, it's it's a thing of beauty it's not one that you curl up with to to read you need like a lecture to put it on yeah it's it's not very thick but it's 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 like the size of the artboards. Yes, yeah, and it a is little exact, bit exactly productions of them. And they're photos of the artboards, yes, right? Yeah, full they color. Are, they are full color, so you see, you know, it's not they're not black and white. The boards are black and white art, but the the reproductions are as if you were actually looking at them. So you see the yellowing of the paper. You see any of the white out or the blue lining even though it wasn't blue line, any of the uh, you know pencil and eraser marks and, and whited out editor's notes and uh, all of John Workman's awesome hand lettering yeah. um, where there were any like lettering changes or corrections made I mean, it's re- it's it really is like looking at the original art it's not like an essential or a showcase where it's right. just the black and white art just no coloring this is like looking at the original artboards yeah. which you can't you can't find anywhere because uh, Simonson kept all of that original art, so they're not on the market. Which I'm, I'm really happy about that he yeah. that he kept all of his original art. Yeah. <clears throat> but it's awesome. I'm it's, very excited to go home and look at it. It's, yeah. it's, it's beautiful comic booking and just fantastic storytelling. And it's to think that I mean, what's the years on that? Like eighty six, eighty seven? Yeah, probably. It's 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 mid eighties. Uh, you know, Simonson Simonson had a really long run on it as you can see by the uh, by the size of the omnibus uh, that's what she said sorry look at the size of the omnibus on that guy <laughs> uh, but yeah yeah it's mid 80s I mean that was yeah that but was it's, it's, it's funny because it's very you can see a lot of what's done in modern comics done in that book oh yeah it's, it's very cinematic storytelling yeah. um, it was a, people have been that we were mentioned in the the Frank Miller Daredevil uh, on our way down is that the the Miller Daredevil and the Simonson Thor are, are two books that I think people have been trying to you know, emulate or, or kind of recapture that feel for a really long time. And you look at that that era in comics. I didn't know when I was growing up how you know, how lucky I was to be growing up as a comic book fan in the mid 80s I mean it was it was a lot of cool stuff going on it was it was a time when, when comics were changing a lot that uh, independent comics were uh, were really becoming uh, a, a much you know a much bigger factor you know the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles which I still think is one of the most important comics of, of that era so you had so much cool stuff going on and it, it was it was very fleeting because it was you know that next decade you know the, the the bottom fell out of stuff and then a lot of you know wasn't until uh, the late 90s early 2000s that a lot of people either came back or or comics kind of you know, rebounded and stuff but for you it was like a, a whole decade later that that you that you yeah came in, so. yeah 
so I've got to go back to the 80s and, and read the stuff that everyone was reading as a kid. Um, and it's, it's really fantastic, amazing stuff. I mean, I adored, I did a whole bunch of X-Men reading. And obviously you read a lot of Claremont because it's well, the X-Men. It's all Claremont. <laughs> um, and he wrote a third of it. So, uh, yeah, it's, um, but I read that from the Ashes Collected Trade, uh, which is really great, amazing stuff with the, with the Paul Smith art. There's Madeline a couple, Pryor. Madeline Pryor, which is, God, dude, Scott, you're, Scott is a, is a, is a screwed up dude. Um, I mean, yeah, he's, he's, he's dating a girl because she looks exactly like Jean and he thinks she might be Jean and he calls her red, which is totally fucked up. Because isn't that what, like, Wolverine calls Jean? Wolverine called Jean. Yes. So he is calling his new girlfriend by the nickname that a guy he didn't really like was calling his girlfriend. When he was hitting on her. When he was hitting on her. Yeah. And I know it's red, and redheads probably get called red a lot. But it was, I was like... It's a little creepy. It's a little creepy. Um, This guy had a tough couple years there. Yeah. But then, there, and there's there's always kind of like wacky, hilarious stuff that happens in the old Claremont comics. Like, there's a scene where uh, Scott is in the like little like prop plane, mm-hmm. like one of those little grasshopper, like or whatever the, the planes that go on the water. Yep, the, the pond, yeah, pond, yeah, pond jumpers. The pond jumpers. Thank you. Uh, they're in one of those with Madeline, and something bad happens, and he gets like kicked out of the plane, and, or he falls out of the plane and into the water. And they're all in their bathing suits because, you know, they're on that's their honeymoon in the islands and that's what you do. And um, he needs to get his, he loses his glasses and he somehow manages to grab his visor. Uh, so he's got the cowl and the visor on and no shirt and just trunks. It's hot. And it's, I, well, I, I, I do like, <laughs> I like to pretend that it's James Marsden and then it's it's amazing. But, um, but yeah, there's, there's wacky, silly stuff. But it's such good storytelling. It's such good stories. I love everybody. Like I love, I love the Paul Smith stuff, and that's he was probably the first, like the first X Men artist that I was exposed to. And so, you know, Cyclops is kind of defined visually by what you know how Paul Smith drew him. And then while I, while they were transitioning to the Romita Junior stuff, I was at the same time going back. And finding all of the uh, the burn era, and then yeah. and then the, and then the Cockrum stuff yeah. uh, before that, and so you know, it's, I, I kind of started at Paul Smith, and then started reading in both directions, kind of you know backwards, oh, cool. backwards and, and forwards, and so you know whenever whenever they're doing like the Morlock stuff with mm-hmm. with Romita is, you know, is drawing those stories. That's about the yeah. time I'm reading about, like, the first appearances of Alpha Flight in the other, the other direction. So oh, cool. It was, it's, uh, it's, it's an odd way to do it. Because that, uh, that collected edition I have kind of ends with what's going to be the begin- beginnings of more of the Morlock stuff. Like, mm-hmm. it's introduced in the beginning of that collection, but, and it's, uh, I picked it up and it says with art by Paul, or, you know, it's Chris Claremont, Paul Smith, with, uh, Walt Simonson and John Romita Jr. So the last yep. couple issues in there are, uh, are Romita. And I think there's like a Simonson thrown in, which makes me happy because I'm kind of in love with that art too. Um, well, you should read Early X Factor then. And th- is that one, is, is that Scott's on the team? Because I know for a bit. Well, that's the original. That's the original. Oh, the X-Men. original team is with. Yeah. It's, oh, okay. it's when Gene comes back. And yeah. then he ditches Madeline Pryor, obviously. Well, I, uh, yeah. things have gone really bad at that point. Uh, that may have been after the Goblin Queen stuff. Goblin Queen? That sounds like a Spider-Man story. Yeah, but no. it's <laughs> So, okay, s- spoilers for Allie. Is that... <laughs> it's not spoilers if it happened 30 years ago. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's some stuff that happened with, uh, with Apocalypse and Madeline Pryor. Even after, even after they found Jean, who had been suspended in a cocoon at the yes. bottom of, of the ocean, and how did she get to the? Oh, that's right, because the Jean that is the in Gene, Dark Phoenix is technically not Jean. That's the Phoenix Force. It's not. It's yeah. just Phoenix Force. Jean, Jean, Jean was never, never Phoenix. That doesn't make sense, though. 
Because why would Phoenix just blow itself up? It wouldn't. Gene would. It was Gene's... Um, there was still the... the, the it was mental, Gene's jeans? It was, it was Gene's jeans. Uh, <laughs> there was... Uh, I think that the Phoenix Force thought it was Gene. Okay. And I'm probably... So it's been a while since I read this. That doesn't make so. sense. Um, Chrissy took a wrong turn. We're in Warsaw. I don't know we're, how we got to Poland. And we're why in Warsaw. Corn, Wars- and why there's corn here. It's it's Warsaw, Indiana, Alley. <laughs> but no, it's... Uh, yeah, Jean uh, was never the Phoenix. Okay. But yeah, she was kind of possessed by the Phoenix Force whenever the plane was going down back in issue 100. And or X-Men 2. X, or what? The second X Men. No, we're not talking about that. <laughs> and then, and then, yeah, and then. Uh, uh, I, now my X Men history. This is where we need Ron. You know, it's like, you know, can I call a friend? <laughs> like I read, also because I found it on uh, on graphically, they had the X Men number one. And so I read X Men number one, the, the, the original Stanley. Oh, Jack Stanley Kirby, Jack Kirby. Yes. X Men number one. The uh, the sexual harassment issue. Oh my, yes, yes. So yes. basically, it opens up with like hey, hey. four boys and Professor doing? Xavier, Red and they're doing Nani. like weird, wacky drills. Yep. And he's like making up arbitrary things, like Beast, you need to cross this wire in three seconds. <laughs> and like he just gives a, it's very random, and he like sits. He's a total dick. <laughs> Professor <laughs> Kitty Professor had it right. Professor Xavier is a dirk. Like he's just like. He's basically making them jump through hoops. Probably literally. Um, Pre, pre-danger room. Pre-danger room. So they're I, doing it in like the living room. Pretty much. Of, of the, the yes. Xavier Mansion. Yes. Uh, and and Beast is kind of like a total meathead. Like he's not. He was. He, he was. He's not the. He's not the uh, the scientist. That he's we, very much the. He kind of reminds like they're right. I'm like they're writing him like Ben Grimm sort of. Uh-huh kind of like rough and tough like likable and like awesome but like not at all smart or fancy um and with the giant hands and the giant feet and uh and then Jean Grey shows up and gets sexually harassed repeatedly (laughs) repeatedly like every the first panel of every sequence she's in someone is making comments or lots of them and she's just like she the best is when she like uses the telekinesis to like bitch slap them um, which she does the first time, but it's like one of those things. Where she's like, "Oh my god, you again!" But then again, like one of like the third panel that she's ever in, she's like trying on her costume, and she's like, "Oh wow, this is amazing, Kristen Dior. Couldn't even design this." And then and they're all like watching her. It's like a classic cartoon where like all four heads are like stacked up above each other, and they're like, "Look at that bird!" Nice. Um, how, how do you like uh, oh, sexism in the sixties? <laughs> how do you like going back and reading like Silver Age stuff? It's you kind of have to embrace it and love it. Yeah. But uh, it was hard. Kirby art was hard for me to kind of wrap my head around for a while. It's um, it, it, it's pretty clean. It's not like Kirby. Kirby. I mean, I really only read like the first issue, mm-hmm. so it's not like Sentinels being like pulled in or it's it's definitely not any of his like cosmic kind of stuff really what um, uh, my, my favorite early and, and early it was you know 50 something issues in but my favorite era X-Men was the uh, uh, Neil Adams stuff that Roy Thomas and Neil Adams and this is when uh, Kirby and Kirby and Lee had, had left and Roy Thomas was writing and then, and then Neil Adams came and it was it is just gorgeous stuff, and it's uh, if you ever have a chance to, to find it, it's, to, it's great. That's it that's when Polaris and Havoc get oh, kind of okay. introduced, Yay. and I, I don't want to say on the team because they're 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 my favorite characters that I've never really read because mm-hmm. they the last I I saw them in I picked up the uh, probably right at the beginning of War of Kings the Nova and Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, and the Abbott Lanning cosmic wrong? corner, and I loved it. And their kind of last appearance, Polaris and Havoc's last appearance, was in that book. And so they're like my favorite characters that I never read. Well, I mean, they're they're they're, they're characters that that get pulled out and dusted off, but nobody ever really seems to know what to do with them anymore. It was you know, basically he's Cyclops's brother, and Polaris is his 
girlfriend who... Is she related to Magneto at all, or she just has know, the magnet I powers? think she is. I think she's... Because the other thing that I read her in was uh, Jeff Parker's Exiles. Mm-hmm. It was kind of the resurrection, um, which I really liked and was really cool. Yeah. And in that, she was definitely his a, one of the versions of that. She was definitely his daughter. And uh, she's on a team with one of the alternate universe Scarlet Witches. Um, Magneto is, is kind of like the Marvel Universe's version of an NBA player. He has kids he has all kids over the place. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I, th- I think that I think that she is. Magneto hits that. He does repeatedly. Travels a lot. He's he's the Captain Jack of mutants. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, you know, I, I always liked Havoc and, and Polaris, but they were they were kind of like those fringe members, and and then what they made them the the leaders of X Force at whenever the the whole X Force thing kind of blew up and Cyclops went back to the X-Men and and that whole that whole series changed a lot. That's where I started to really lose track of stuff. But uh, you know, tying them into the cosmic stuff actually makes some sense because and there is you know, Scott and, and Alex have a, a Their a dad co- is like yeah, is yeah. like a space pirate. He's the he's the captain of the Star Jammers. Star Jammers. He was uh, they have, you know, kind of a cosmic uh, origin with uh, with the, the Shi'ar and the and the Star Jammers, and then there's the uh, are, are we accepting the the Deadly Genesis Third Summers Brother thing? Is that oh, we, is that uh, is that Vulcan? Yeah, are we embracing that? I, I, I uh, this is the fantastic and wonderful thing about me being new to comics. Stuff that pisses people off because they've got like fanboy baggage, or I, I don't want to say it like that, but there's continuity is. issues that don't bother me. So it's like, there's, there's a third illegitimate Summers Brothers. Like, have you met their dad? They've probably got 20. <laughs> the Summers family tree is a giant freaking bramble. Yeah. Between, especially, like, how many, like, alternate future kids Scott and Jean have. And now we've got Hope, who I love. I love Hope Summers with many, many loves. Really? I yeah, do. I've, I've never um, read much. Kieran Gillen's uh, Generation Hope is probably my favorite current X-Men title. Really? Yes. I don't know why. Um, I, I, I I feel bad because I can't really articulate. I mean, I love Gillen. I think I think he's a really great writer. And the way he writes these kids, I just... I, I love them. I think they're they're great and they're fantastic. And, if it's um, got Cable in it, it's going to be a hard sell for me. Well, no, Cable's point. on in it. His Cable's temporarily dead. They're bringing him back, apparently. Wait. But Hope was the baby that was running around with Cable. Yes. So she thinks he's, like, that's her dad. They're the running around forever. Dude, I don't care. I wasn't reading when they were running around. All I know is they were running around. Bishop was chasing them. And all I keep forever. thinking of is the Monty Python sketch with the Bishop. Um, and so that's what I'm picturing, chasing them through the galaxy and time. Because that's funnier. Um, and then he dies at around the same time that, I guess, Nightcrawler died. And okay. so now she's trying to pick up her pieces. And she's a total badass. And she's awesome. And I kind of love her. She's just great. She's this wonderful, strong, young female character. Um, and like X-23, but without claws? I'd not read the X-23. It's um, a good miniseries. That first, the first X-23 miniseries is good. I enjoyed it. Trust um, me, man. Mutants. It's... it's it's hard, to keep, up. It's hard to keep up. Mutants are hard. Yep. Yeah, there, there's, there's much more than 194. Well, I've got the radio on. Oh, yeah, no, I can't. 
my, my if, if if reboots if I, I read Legion of, I read Legion of Three Worlds, mm-hmm. and I'm like, this is a great story, and I have no idea what's happening. Yep. Yeah, it was good. Well, that was kind of that was kind of embracing all of the reboots and saying, yep, it's we're gonna just throw it all together in one big pot. Uh, I did read uh, Legion Lost. I've talked about it uh, a ton, so I won't get into it. But uh, if you have a chance, read Legion Lost. It That's the uh, Abbott and Lenning. Yep, Abbott and Lenning. Olivier Coipel on art. Yep, and uh, there's another artist who I cannot cannot remember, but uh, uh, yeah, it was really good. Kind of reminded me of the that same feeling of you know that that late '80s, early '90s X Men. Just kind oh. of the, the the especially the the space stuff about it. Have you gone back and read the um, uh, all of the Brood stuff with the X Men? No. The Brood were my favorite bad guys. Are they like the Ood? No, they're okay. the Brood. Uh, it's just a... Um, Are they dark and brooding? Uh, they're giant insects. They're giant creepy insects that will, um, with their stingers, you get stung by these these giant stingers on their tails, they uh, inject you with brood eggs, and the eggs, when they mature, they uh, take over your body and turn into a brood a broodling yeah is it like a John Hurt aliens thing or no you no it's yeah it's, metamorphosis yeah it's more of a metamorphosis thing and it was one of my favorite stories uh growing up uh, I'm, I'm trying to think it, it, I think it was I think it was Ramita at that point I maybe maybe totally you know I think Paul Smith did some of it uh but whenever you're a kid you know it's, it's just just kind of there but uh uh, a couple awesome things that came out of that was um, Wolverine when he started to to turn into a broodling. It was his uh, it was his healing factor that that saves him and yeah. protects it. And it was kind of the return of Carol Danvers, uh, who had been Miss Marvel. Yeah. See, I was reading. Um, it's, sorry, that's that's, that's when she became binary. Yeah, she's, she's kind of binary in the Paul Smith stuff that I was reading, the From the Ashes stuff. That something, would be... That, I, like, that, Rogue totally fucked her up somehow. Yeah, well, Rogue, Rogue attacked her in Avengers Annual number 10, and uh, uh, attacked her, absorbed her powers, threw her over a bri- off a bridge. Yeah. Uh, it's back in Rogue's less, less friendly days. Yeah. And um, held... Uh, touched her too long, absorbed her powers and her memories. Yeah, and was kind of freaking out. Because yeah. when I picked it up, she was... Everything was all kind of in her head. She was all screwed up, but she... Uh, yeah, because Rogue... And, Rogue's, and Mystique is kind of like, suck it up, Nancy. And, uh, yes. And Rogue is like, fuck that. I need to go to Xavier and, and have him get her out of my head. Um, and so it's, it's that whole thing. And Rogue is on the team because Xavier says we should give her a second chance and everyone's like um, especially Logan who was yeah very who had a, a relationship with Carol Danvers who, who has Logan not had a relationship it's with it's been around a while he's, he's yeah he gets around he and Magneto they're like they're like the two guys from Night at the Roxbury <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh but yeah uh, yeah, the whole rogue, her powers are her only mutant powers to absorb uh, powers and memories. So the whole super strength flying thing is all from uh, from Miss Marvel. From Miss Marvel. Yeah. But uh, yeah, then the the whole binary thing. I have to go back and, and reread that. But that was all tied into the into the brood story arc. So my so my favorite favorite X Men comics. <laughs> I'm hoping the fact that I'm 
I'm not a seasoned and jaded comic book reader uh, gives me a bit of a different perspective on my writing, but I mean, I I like to think I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I mean, I've, I I might have only been reading comics for three and a half years, but I've read a lot of comics in three and a half years. Was... Um, and I, I, I think I've got a good eye and a good taste. And I mean, I, I, I genuinely love the medium. I, I think it's very different. That it's a visual storytelling that's, that's very different than anything else. Um, and I love that. And I love what people are, you know, I love to see how people play with it and what they do. Um, so I like writing and writing about comics for the most part lets me gush about really awesome stuff. Well, whenever you talk about like experimentation and, and, and people that push the medium a little bit, you know, you read you read a lot of a lot of mainstream comics. Um, you know, your boyfriend Thor, you've fallen, you know, into the into the X verse a little bit. Um, as far as like you know, kind of pushing the medium, uh, have you have you read many in the like, independent comics that that are really kind of open and a little bit freer to do that? Um, I need to read more of them. I mean, the, the other main reason that I love comics is because I love superheroes. Mm-hmm. So I do read a lot of mainstream comics because there's there's That's superheroes. That's the dominant genre. Um, and I kind of like capes and tights and, and people who do the right thing and, and stand up for the little guys. And, and I like superheroes. Um, so that's kind of why I read a lot of that, but I do. I need to. I need to read more indie stuff and more like groundbreaking indie stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now, one of my favorite comics is The Sixth Gun, which oh, is fantastic, which is just amazing, and the artwork in that is wow. Well, you mentioned you're a uh, came in with The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. You like superheroes? So you read Invincible, right? Invincible is the book that everyone buys me. Um, yes. I got it from like three different people for my birthday. Um, I've read. I need to get into it. Um, yeah. I, I need to. It's it's very high on the to read list, um, and I just need to actually read it um, because I hear nothing but fantastic, amazing things about it. Get 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 to the get to the third volume. You know, I think most people have told you that is that. There's a, a big direction change in the second volume. Yeah, I, I keep hearing about... I mean, it, I don't know what it is about Kirkman's stuff, and I guess it's just a lot of people read it in trade, but uh, there's like a spoiler bubble around everything in that. Like, no yeah. one spoils The Walk... No one really spoils The Walking Dead. And, uh, Invincible are is a almost little, like that. People are a little more liberal with it with Invincible, but for the most part, I... Uh, it's... Invincible I've, kind of falls under the, the same one. It, I mean, it does, well, but I it, feel like it's not as... It, it, like, invinci- you invincible. say Walking Dead and people are like, yeah. I haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas Inven- Invincible, you invincible might get like... like I'll a, punch you in the nose if you spoil this, where wa- Walking Dead is, I will kill you. I will, yes. But, but yeah, Invincible's good. I know. Uh, I, I've I, fallen I way behind on it, but that's that's the thing about Kirkman stuff, is that you know it's going to be in trade, and you know it's going to stay in print. Yes. So, I mean, there are points where I'm like, you know what? one of these weekends that I don't have anything to do, which never happens. Curling uh, season's coming. Curling season is coming. Uh, winter is coming. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll read it. I'll catch up. But I've got like four volumes stacked up that I've, yeah. I've got I've to get into. Are we going to talk about curling? Can we talk about curling? Yes. Are we yeah, going to um, bore people with our curling time? Okay, curling update. Um, Jason Wood, hit fast forward. Yes, don't worry about it, Wood. <laughs> Uh, we did really well. I was I was very happy. I I filled in for uh, uh, for a player, New Jersey. So I was recruited onto the New Jersey team. So yes, Plainfield um, Curling Club. So I was uh, I was playing for New Jersey from Chicago, which kind of confused a lot of people, especially the people from my club that came <laughs> down and said, "What are you doing here?" So I'm playing for New Jersey, and they're like, "What?" Uh, and we actually ended up losing to a team from uh, from my home club, Team Bacon. Team Bacon, some some of our favorite our favorite folks. But uh, um, speaking of other podcasters uh, like Wood and Curling, we played a team from Wilkes-Barre. Yeah, Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. So officially, uh, Vince B has no excuse to to 
never curl. And they're arena curling, so they're they're newer, they're yep. more. It's that you just you could probably just show up and they so, will be like, here's a rock. So my buddy Vince B from Eleven O'clock Comics has to go because Wilkes Bear has a uh, a curling has club. Has a curling club. Uh-huh. Yeah. So the, the curling. The curling. It's, it's odd that I mean small world stuff that you know I curl, you curl. We're both comic book fans and. We both kind of started curling about the same, same time. Well, I think, uh, and there were a lot of people, especially a lot of people in the, the tournament that we were in, um, they're called Bonspiels. So we're just going to say Bonspiel from here on out. Uh, but, you know, especially with the five and under Bonspiels, a lot of people are in that first, second year, second and a half year kind of thing because... The post-Olympic. Because of the Olympics, and there was a big post-Olympic push. Um, and I think that's why... There's a lot of arena clubs too because it's expensive to start curling clubs, yes. but there are a lot of hockey rinks out there. Exactly, so, yeah. um, and there's a lot of people who want to try it. So um, it's it's cool. Yeah, I think yeah, but it was it was it was totally the Olympics. I I spent um, many many nights on uh, CNBC. Watching the curling. Watching the curling. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that the C actually stands for curling NBC. Because um, that's all—that's the only reason I ever turned that channel on. It was on a lot, but uh, it's you know it's a really fun sport and it is kind of a nerdy sport. Yeah, there's there a lot of nerds. Yeah, which is, uh, which is fun. we were uh, we were Team Flash. We were both wearing our Flash shirts and uh, uh, got many positive comments from yes. the, the choice. And everyone choice really knew it was Flash. I mean, well, oh, you yeah. said the Flash, but yeah. I just had the lightning. And people knew it was and the Flash. Knew it was so, the Flash. Yeah, so you always meet comic fans. At, uh, also, uh, speaking of nerdery, like we completely independently not knowing oh, had funny. both packed Flash t-shirts yes. and decided, hey, let's wear these. The, 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 funny, the funny comment was whenever I was in our last match and uh, and there was a stone coming down the ice that we had to keep keep in line and, and our skip is yelling at it. It's like, you know, don't let up, don't let up. And we both at the same time went, stay, stay on, on target. target. <laughs> stay on target. Which <laughs> got a couple chuckles. There was, I saw a dude with a, with an at-at t-shirt and it's the thing geek, or it's it's the like geeky one where it's two at symbols <laughs> that are actually the body of the at-at. Yeah, curling is for nerds. Yes, it is. It is a really fun sport, and, and enjoyed it. So um, now I have to kind of start deciding what comic book conventions and uh, and curling events I can either get to work together or yeah. you know work on the. My schedule has gotten more complicated now. Yeah, and then that, that's the other. Well, uh, our skip, uh, who's out of my club, he's also our club president. Uh, is a really fun guy. Was saying that um, our first bond spiel of the season uh, which is where we kind of match new curlers with old curlers uh, and it's called the pursuit of happiness uh, bond spiel is the same weekend as New York Comic Con uh, and it was last year too so that's that it starts luckily New it's York Comic Con is like the end of the convention it's the end of the season. con season yes and then and so in March like I, I had to get a sub for when I went to C2E2 um, and I think for WonderCon too, but since those are kind of the beginning, it's funny it's because not too much of an overlap. C2E2 for me anyway. I know that I know that WonderCon is uh, a touch earlier, but C2E2 is kind of the beginning of the con season for me. Yeah. And New York is the, the end of the con season, and that is that's the beginning of the curling season. Yeah. And then the end of the curling season is right before C2E2, so yeah. it's just a, a little bit of, of overlap there. It's a lot of hustle. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there were at this at this one there were actual Olympic curlers at this yes. event. Yes, you know, Debbie, uh, Debbie McCormick, who is the skip of the U.S. women's team, was yes. curling on the the ice rink next to ours. Yep, different different event. We did not curl against them. Shh, not good you enough don't need to, to curl. Know that. Yeah, I mean, yes, that we would have been able to be right there with them. Her team did not get to the finals of the really? cash spiel. No, she wasn't there this morning. Wow, that's some. Uh, Unless she wasn't the skip of her team, but she wasn't on the bracket. I imagine that she was the skip. Yeah. But no fun, and uh, it's uh, uh, a good reason to uh, to get you into the Midwest for a few days, and for us to go visit our uh, our friends over at uh, at DCBS and Chit Chat Comics. It was that was that was very cool, and I'm very yeah. glad. And it was very nice that Zach came out. 
watched the game and, and hung out with us afterwards. Zach and, and Andrew Tom and, uh, and, and Ben Teed and different Matt. So it was uh, kind of nice to have a, uh, a cheering section yeah. there for a couple games. And, it and was. Uh, the, the other New Jerseyites. Are you New, Jer- New Jerseyans? New, New Jerseyites is technically the, the proper term. I'm sure the New Jerseyites. According to uh, my third grade civics book. <laughs> <laughs> Well, should we wrap up our, uh, our our road trip episode? I think we can wrap good, it up. Good, good, strong, good, strong hour there. Some uh, old X Men. Man, I I should have I should have uh, <laughs> dusted off my X Men books before talking with you. I was uh, trying to. I'm gonna have it's, to. It's I'm funny. gonna go back and look. Oh, I was wrong about all that. Yeah. I'm I'm sure that if if, if Ron Richards actually listens to this, oh, he'll be he cringing. Will, he will be he will be cringing. He oh. will be yelling. Like, no, no, I'll get fired. No. I'll get fired. I'll yeah. be like, that's it. I'm sorry. You All don't. the Madeline Pryor stuff, he's going to be yeah, totally wrong timeline. <laughs> the, I just, yeah, whatever. I love it. We lost it. Ron as soon as we started talking about curling. You make your own continuity. That's, that's what I think. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, Allie, thank you very much. Thank you. appreciate it. Thank you for having me on the show or recording. Yeah. Yeah. However that works. And thanks for uh, thanks for inviting me down to curl. It was fun. Oh, and fun. Uh, and we'll have to do it again next year and maybe have our uh, our second annual curling road trip episode. Yes, I like that. Alright. And uh, you can look for uh, for Allie's work over at ifanboy.com mm-hmm. and uh, we'll be back uh, again next month on, on Around Comics. Uh, in the meantime you can uh, hear me on eleven o'clock comics every week. And uh, you can always email the show at info at aroundcomics.com if you like. And uh, sorry, to shamelessly plug, you can also check out, if you like the Wonder Womans, uh, you can check out the Invisible Jetcast. Um, I've not listened to that yet. It's it's all Wonder Woman all the time. Uh, so we, we talk about the current issue, which is cringeworthy, usually, and I hate that part of the show. And then we do homework where we read classic Wonder Woman stories. Oh, that sounds awesome. So the Invisible Jetcast? The Invisible Jetcast. I'll check it out. All right. Well, we'll be back uh, again next month. In the meantime, I'm Ali. You have to say in between time. Oh, in between in, in between time. Yes, Sorry. we'll be everywhere in and around. Yay! Well, I stopped at a roadhouse in Texas.